This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, welcome back, guys, to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Sean. Uh, Susie is uh, having some technical difficulties this uh, tonight with her uh, equipment. Uh, her husband, Adam, has her regular laptop, so she had a loaner laptop and was trying to get that working, had some issues, was trying to get her phone working, and uh, it just was a mess. So she uh, asked if I would... Uh, uh, fly solo tonight. Uh, she may hop in later if she can get her technical issues figured out. Uh, but we will carry on, uh, and know that she will be back hopefully with us, uh, for the next show. But, uh, um, for tonight, um, I'm super happy to have, uh, one of, uh, a guest that I haven't had on the show for quite a while. I was looking back, uh, when I first reached out to him about coming back on the show and it has been two years since I had him on the show. And, uh, Long overdue uh, to have him back because he's a, a great guy and uh, super looking forward to our conversation this evening. Uh, but I uh, just wanted to take a moment and welcome back Mr. Ben Nowak to the show. Welcome back, hey. sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. We were talking prior to hopping on here, but it's crazy. It's been two years. Like Time is going by so quickly, especially with everything going on in our lives and the personal life and then on, on the water. Obviously, time is just flying, but thanks for having me back on. I'm, I'm excited to be here. No problem, man. I, I, it's obviously been a little bit since you've been on. So what's new with you? Anything crazy? <laughs> uh, 
I didn't have any kids. Maybe I just had a, a, a child the last time we were on, and now I have two. So I have wow. two little girls. So life has changed. Time flies, um, which kind of, interestingly enough, like kind of brought me to one of the topics that we're going to talk about in today's video, which was I sold my uh, Phoenix bass boat, which like I had bought as like, this was my dream boat in 2014, bought it new out of college, like thought that's where I wanted to end up in being. Well, in July, I basically made the decision. I'm not fishing near as much. So I downsized. I went to a 1992 champion bass boat, uh, 18 and a half foot, just kind of more in line with my new goals for kind of where I'm at with my fishing life, where I'm at personally. And um, so that's kind of where we're at. And it kind of really is my shift in mindset, which is something we're going to talk about in today's episode, right? Absolutely. Um, just different place in life of, of where I'm at fishing wise. I'm not fishing three, four or five days a week. Like I used to be. So life has definitely changed a little bit, but definitely uh, it's been awesome. No, no. I, I, I know you mentioned in the, the video that we're going to talk about a little bit that uh, you wouldn't change necessarily the, where you are. And, and I, yeah. I totally feel that. And um, it's funny uh, to think back uh I'm not sure how much older I am than you, but I have my oldest daughter uh, is uh, in her first year of college. So we're probably a little bit, uh, a little bit of a gap there, but it's uh, just a different progression in it all. Right. So that's right. It's just, uh, I'm a, a little uh, further down the road than you are. But uh, again, I, I remember back to those days uh, having little ones and uh, it feels like yesterday, like literally if, if our podcast, <laughs> You know, two years ago feels like just yesterday. That feels just like a few years before that. And I, it's crazy to think That's back. Crazy. It's been 18 years now, um, you know, since we first had my first daughter. And uh, it, it, it does fly by so much. And that's why it is super important to to realize that uh, what that part of your life means. And and, you know, we're going to talk about that. So let's get, let's get into that. Um, uh, for those of you guys who may have missed it. Um, uh, ben put out a, a video that he did um, where he talks about um, uh, social media and what what kind of that did to his mindset uh, initially and and um, some some challenges that everybody has to kind of overcome. And it really uh, spoke to me a lot about uh, some of the things that I, I kind of experienced. Um, you know, he, Ben, you talked about, um, you know, watching other people uh on their social media, you know, have huge bags of fish catching these monster fish and just, you know, uh, how that really can contribute and negatively to your mindset. Um, yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I've struggled with, especially so a little history for people that don't know. So in 20, oh man, it had to be 2019 beginning of 2019. I left my corporate job to try and work in the fishing industry full time. Uh, basically traveled around the country filming and taking photos and fishing, doing content work for FLW and for um, a couple different companies that I was working for. Well, in 2020 and 2021, I essentially made the decision to go back to work in corporate. Okay, so a huge, huge, huge lifestyle shift from fishing five days a week, five plus days a week, always being on the water to basically having major responsibilities in life on top of having children. Right. So my life changed. And what I had noticed was like, as I, as I was not spending as much time on the water or as I was paying attention more to social media and it started to really blow up even more than it um, had been like, it was really negatively impacting my time. I was like looking at social, like 
oh man, these guys are fishing the same bodies of water I'm fishing, or they're catching big fish. I'm not catching them. Like, what are they doing? I'm feeling envy. I'm feeling like discouragement going out with this um, maybe negative mindset going into trying to go out and fish right? Really takes a lot of the fun away when you're going out there to try and compete with other people. And one of the best comments that I've gotten a couple times on that video was that um, comparison is the thief of joy, right? Continually comparing yourself to other people when you're in a different place, and not only in your life, but just in general, when you're in a different body, in a different life, like you're going to rob yourself of some of the joy that you could be having or experiencing because you're not in the same place. You're never going to be in the same place. You're not right. making the same sacrifices and, and going through the same thing. So it took a lot for me to start to realize that. And it was just really like hard to get that out of my head. And I had to sort of take a step back to say, yeah, like these guys are having success, but like, what is, what are their sacrifices? Whether it's time, money, um, being away from people, whatever it is, whatever that sacrifice might be, they're they're giving up something to be on the water more than I am. Where I'm at in my life, like that's also not what's driving my joy. So it took a lot to realize that, but um, it's been a fun realization, kind of being in a different season in my life. A hundred percent. And then and you know when you're when you're looking at things and trying to make an apples to apples comparison, when really there's there, there's so many different things, like you said, that go into that. There's so many things that you don't see when you look at somebody else's social yes. media. Obviously, it, it's 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 a production of some sort, you know. Unless there are uh, people that do post the the highs and the lows, and you know, kind of everything in between. But I, I'd say for the most part. Uh, a lot of people, you're only getting the glossy, shiny. It's the highlights. It's version like, of their life, right? It's those big fish. It's the big bags. I mean, I'm guilty of it too, right? Like, you don't want to post online, like, yeah, I went out today and I struggled. And people don't really want to go online and see that, right? So, right. like, the reason I go on social media is to see people be happy and be excited about people's successes. So, if people are on there being negative, well, I'm just probably going to unfollow anyways, right? Like, <laughs> you know, so. I think and that was another thing you said but... too about being happy for other people's success. And, and yeah, my big driver. So what I've kind of realized are there's three main keys that I found in myself to help me kind of uh, avoid some of the envy that I've been feeling. And the first one is really just understanding the sacrifice um, that they're making. But the second one really is, is gratitude for what you have and, um, happiness for the person's success that you're seeing be successful, right? Because if you, if you can find the positives, you can find the happiness, then it's going to drive more and, and, um, kind of be like the catalyst for more happiness in you. And then finally really is just using it as motivation. Like if that's what you want to achieve, if, if you want that to be your goal or you want that to be where you want to end up, whether it's wherever that person is, you can use that as motivation because anything is literally anything's possible, which sounds so cliche. Like it sounds so <laughs> cheesy. It does. I realize that. But like, if you're willing to make the sacrifice, you can be at any position in your life where you want to be. So yeah, I right. mean, just finding the gratitude to um, gratitude and thankfulness for what you have and then finding the happiness and positives in the social media, because there's so many good things that can come from it. Like just, if you look for it, one hundred percent, yeah, and, and and it's really you 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 get into it what you 
you get out of it what you put into it. For the, uh, and I think that that is a great thing. So if you go yeah. into it with that um, positive mindset, that gratitude and and the the happiness for other people at their successes, um, I think it's going to make it. it I, I was thinking about this before the show and I was thinking, you know, if, if you would could see a YouTube of everybody's normal life, of, even if we just take their fishing yeah. aspect, if you could see just a YouTube of uncut YouTube of somebody else's or 90% of other people's fishing, um, it would be, you would see that, you know, sometimes you're doing way better than most of the people out there. And it's um, not, it's not all glamorous. Like, I might hold up some some fish, but like you don't see the time on the water struggling or, or whatever it might be, or even just it is glamorous and it's fun to watch some days. But I'm sure there's days where, in fact, this is kind of why I like social media and I like YouTube because it can live vicariously through other fishermen. Like I can watch Bailey uh, from Serious Angler go out on his little rivers and mm-hmm smash them on a jig right i'm like man that is so cool like that is such a cool experience so being able to kind of live through these other people and use social media to find the positives and happiness and surround yourself with that when it's so easy to get caught up in all of the youtube and and just in general uh conflict culture then you can you can find happiness in in all of it hey susie hey she's still getting set up it looks like i i brought her in a little (laughs) bit early so uh uh, Susie's going to join us here in a second here. I think she's still working to get her audio working. Cause I don't hear you, Susie. No, but, um, but there we oh, go. There oh, we go. We got you. <laughs> so, um, so Susie, we're just talking a little bit about, uh, uh, Ben's video and, um, just, uh, how social media, you know, what people portray, you know, you really have to take a look at, at what you're seeing and, and realize that, you know, not just the, that, that people will be in different parts of their life. We were just talking about Ben and I, you know, he has little ones at home and I have, you know, daughters, one off to college and one in junior high. So, you know, just taking that into consideration, my, uh, my time on the water is going to probably be different than his and his time on the water is going to be different than somebody who might not have kids or, uh, you know, different, you know, just, just that minimal interaction makes us that much different and, and um, you know, realizing that. And um, then we were talking about, you know, kind of um, gratitude playing a part, uh, you know, being thankful for where you're, what season of life you're in. Even, you know, my, my season of life in the past six months has been, you know, challenging. Susie, I know you've had uh, definitely some <laughs> challenges too uh, with uh, Adam and everything that happened with him. So, um, just, uh, you know, being grateful for the amount of fishing that I do get to do. And, um, but like you said, Ben too, um, even being grateful for the time that you aren't fishing, because that means you're investing that, uh, everybody only has so much time and yeah. energy and effort and, and you're just one bucket and you kind of have to decide where you're going to pour that out into. Uh, if you're going to pour it into fishing, there's not going to be as much left to pour into the other things in your life that might be, you know, important as well. And that's like the best analogy to it, right? Because we only have so much, right? It, it literally is like a bottle of water or a bucket, right? You, you have to pour it out where you want it to go. And with, with me, my goals have definitely changed. I'll be honest. I was a trophy hunter. I was going out and chasing the biggest bags of smallmouth. I would spend every waking moment at any expense, whether that meant I was missing, you know, time with my 
then girlfriend who's now my wife or whether it meant, you know, whatever the sacrifice I was out there chasing fish. Well, I got a wake up call, especially with kids, right? I knew as a, as a father, I didn't want to miss this time. So I wanted to be home more often. And to some people that that's not the decision they make, but for me, that's where I knew I wanted to be and really enjoy this because I have 12 years, maybe while they're actually want to hang out with their dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, maybe I'll get to fish a little bit more, but just kind of enjoy where I'm at and take it moment by moment and enjoy the time when I'm on the water. Cause it's also changed my, um, my motivation when I'm going out, like I'm not going out trying to catch the biggest bag of fish every single time I go out fishing. Now it's like, where can I go to just have fun and like just catch fish? Because there's days where it was terrible, like miserable fishing, but I did it because my goal was different. Now, now I'm at a different place in my life. And so it's just understanding, like it really took me a long time, which sounds so silly, but being in your twenties, like you kind of don't see this sometimes because even though we think we're old, we're not, but <laughs> like <laughs> we do, but like you didn't really realize these things. And then you start to get older and you have kids and you're like, man, like you just got to be grateful for the things you have because it goes by quick, it goes by so fast. So, so fast for, for me, the biggest thing was just kind of understanding, like there's different levels to where you can, where you want to be and you can achieve what you want to achieve, but understand it all comes with sacrifice and really the gratitude and finding positive positivity in it all is, is what it all boils down to. So knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At MidwayUSA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. It, ben, I can, you know, relate in a lot of different ways, you know, and I'm sure you guys may have touched on some of this, you know, before I was able to jump on. But, um, you know, just the social media aspect of anything and everything in today's world but then, like, there's an additional layer for women in social media nowadays, too. Yes. You know, and so it's like it, it's this automatic expectation that is placed on us, you know, just because it's culture, society, expectations, whatever it may be, you know, we have just branded into our society and our generations that women need to look a certain way, they need to act a certain way, and all this other stuff. And it's just that alone can sometimes, you know, um, have some women who were wanting to get into this sport or any other sport for that matter, just like 
get up and run away because yeah. you know you have so many of these different factors coming at you from all these different directions you know saying oh well why is a girl trying to do this you know like you don't have any place being here or oh well you're not tall skinny and blonde like you don't even look the part like go somewhere else you know it, it it's just it's so discouraging you know for us and granted you know i i'm not a skinny twig by any means you know but like it it is a struggle a lot of times but you know at the end of the day and after the however many years i've been doing this now i think i'm going to be coming up on like nine or ten years this next year of uh you know well kayak fishing in general but like the social media aspect I, i've i've kind of dabbled in it a little bit but you know it's it's so easy to get caught up and wrapped up in you know what you're seeing versus of what the truth actually is you know it's like you guys were saying you know you, you gotta only take it for surface value you never know what's going on um you know in somebody's uh, behind the scenes you know some like sean you know losing a parent you know ben you know having kids there are millions of different things that are always going on behind the scenes with every single person and sometimes the portrayal that we get of them on social media you know, comes across as, oh, yeah, they're this perfect person. You know, they, they go out every time and they're catching these monster fish and everything. And you're just like, I can never be that good. Like, I'm never yeah. going to be a Christine Fisher or anything like that. You just automatically get in your head and you you just set yourself up for failure yeah. mentally and emotionally and physically sometimes. You know, and what I think is most important at the end of the day for anyone, everyone is just to stop, you know, take a deep breath, take your eyes off of that screen and just say, look at me. I am me. I don't have anything to prove to anybody. You know, yes. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to do what I like to do. You know, screw what anybody else has to say or think about it. You know, like I, I don't have to be, you know, a, a bikini person or whatever. Like, no, 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 no. Screw all that. I don't care what society says and nobody else should either. You do not have to prove anything to anyone except yourself, you know? And if you set that goal of just going out there and saying, Hey, I'm going to go out and try a Texas rig for the very first time. You go out and you do it. Look at that. You just, you just squash that goal. You just achieved something regardless of, you know, you let social media know about it or not, you know, you can share it with whoever you want, but you know, but deep inside that's you, you know, and I think people lose sight of that. Well, I think the, yeah. The other thing is it's so easy to get wrapped up in like what you said, you, you're not someone else, right? So like mm -hmm. you're trying to keep up with whether it's Christine Fisher or Ben Milliken or whoever it might be, these, the, the guys, whoever you idolize and you're like, man, I'm not that person. I, I'm not, I can't be this cool or I can't be, but at the end of the day, like it's all about personal branding, right? Like yes. at the end of the day, you are your, your own 
brand and you are if you want to build a social media presence like there is no one else in this world that can be you and the most genuine best brands you can think of whether it's a person or a thing is just super authentic and so if you can find a way to be happy with where you're at regardless of what that looks like and then post it or don't post it or just enjoy the process of whatever it is that you're doing like there's so many things that can go into it and then i never even thought about from um the female side of things like the hesitancy of posting online like i've been very blessed to look like what a fisherman's supposed to look like a, a <laughs> decently athletic human right like but there's the swim bait guys who came in with the fat flat bill uh flat bill hats and the long hair that didn't look <laughs> like the game right and so like they had to deal with some of that and, and whoever else right i'm sure we all deal with it in some shape or form but if you can just enjoy where you're at and like feel comfort in kind of whatever that journey is and maybe make a path where Susie, you can be the role model for the people that don't feel comfortable with where they're And I'm not saying, I don't know how to say this, but like, if you can make yourself like that be your brand, then that's the best thing you can do. If you can inspire someone else to be successful or be happy or whatever it is like, that is all I, if, if I can encourage someone to get out and fish, that is, that is my goal with all of this. Right. So like, I think yeah. we're all in that same boat and, uh, you know, uh, working with youth, uh, I, I was like a youth leader at my church for a while. And, and one of the things that, uh, my mentor told me was that above all else, be yourself, be authentic because kids, let alone anybody spots a phony from a mile away. So if you're putting on this shiny, Hey buddy, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. trying to there's be there's a lot of that, entertainment out there and good for that. But that's just like, it's just a persona, right? You, and, you and better, that's what, yeah, you better have the knowledge to back up your your talk and yeah. the skills to show it too. Because the minute you don't, you're going to get called out for it. Right, yeah. and that's where you know it, it. To me, it's it's almost easier to be authentic and be yourself because you're going to put so much more effort into being somebody that you're not. And like you said, Susie, as soon as that falls away or you miss a beat, it's going to shine through like crazy like a spotlight on it uh -huh. well hey guess what you know so you know I, that that's why you know i you know for all the you know just a couple of people sitting in their basements talking on the cameras uh <laughs> yeah. I, I try not to yeah. try not to make myself out to be anything more than i am and I, I hope i'm the same person if you run into me at the boat ramp as i am speaking to on this on this podcast because uh that's i try to be me and and if if that's not for you, that's all right. There's a million other podcasts out there, but uh, for the folks that happen to tune in, I hope I can teach them a few things. And, you know, uh, if they can catch more fish because of something I managed to pass on to them, that makes, that's, that's why I'm here. So. Exactly. And really it's just about the authenticity. Like if I were to meet someone in, in the real world, <laughs> which sounds so funny, but if I were to meet someone <laughs> off of social media, like I really hope I am the same person and I am confident that I am the same person that, I am on this podcast or I am in my videos because it's so easy to be someone else behind the screen, but like what it really boils down to is who you are in the real world. So I'm sure we all have uh, people that were like, yeah, they might not be, but my goal <laughs> is to really find enjoyment and happiness with where I'm at. And kind of what spurred, what spurred that video was just like, 
I know there's other people dealing with these same sort of insecurities because it really is an insecurity. Like I'm looking what these people are doing. It's discouraging and, and limiting my happiness or, or drive to fish. Like if I can share that and pass that along and I've gotten so many messages and comments about, about that, like it's a real thing. And hopefully that helps some people that would otherwise be struggling to. So well, and like you said, it, it, you know, bottom line, we have to remember why we picked up this, uh, you know, hobby or sport or whatever interest in the first place. It was for enjoyment. And when we allow things to rob us of that, it's it's so silly because we're getting away from why we started in the first place. Yeah. All for social yeah. media. Yeah. All for <laughs> social media. Like, right. I would still be doing this if social media didn't exist. Like, mm-hmm. I was doing it before. I will do it after. So, Yeah. Well, even and even um, like uh, I I still do um, kayak or uh, tournaments and stuff and but I I only do it I do it more for the camaraderie I I did mm-hmm. win my first tournament this year which was awesome but that's not why I do it and and I it was it's weird to think about like I and I know plenty of people have more probably more of a competitive nature than I do um, but it goes back to like way back when I first started running. And uh, I remember coming home from one of the first races that I ran and my daughter, who was, you know, probably your daughter's age at this point. She's like, Daddy, did you win? And I was like, did I win? No, I came in like 200th place or something like that. <laughs> but you know what? I beat my personal best time. So, yeah. again, I'm only competing against myself. And even when I go out and fish tournaments, that's most of the time I try to keep that mindset you know, now if I happen to peek at the leaderboard and I'm doing okay, then I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, I might have a dance here. But, yeah. And uh, but uh, but 90% of the time, I try to go in with the mindset that you know I'm just trying to you know learn and be better than I was the last time I went out. So, um, and it's you know it it took her, my daughter, telling me that at that race to to help me figure that out. That it's I don't always have to compete against other people. Um, now, obviously, if you know some people have that competitive drive and, and that does drive them. And if that makes you better and you can, and deal with the the pressure that comes along with that uh, more power to you. But I just realized quickly that that was not my uh, purpose or reason for <laughs> doing the competitive things I do. So I think and- by nature too, like I'm a very competitive person, which is some of what drives that um, maybe envy, maybe call it that or whatever, but also the, the pressures that are put on you in your own mind of, man, I can't post this fish because it's not as big as the last fish I posted or, or man, there's just so many pressures. And Susie, you made a great point. That's kind of sticking with me as like these out, man, they're just such internal pressures. Like end of the day, what people put on social media, like I don't think about after I scroll through social media, like I don't think about it when I get off my phone, but these pressures we put on ourselves to be like, man, I have to present my best self and the best me all the time with, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a, a ongoing mental mind battle is really what yeah. it comes down to. You know, it's you fighting against yourself in your head and trying to, you know, analyze like the social media world and presence and everything when, you know, you just, all you have to do is just, you know, turn your phone off, you know, and just go out and go fishing or turn it on mute, turn off all the notifications, 
you know, that way, if you need to use your phone, like you just use it to text, like, you know, your significant other or something like that to let them know how it's going or whatever, you know, and something I'm actually going to start trying next year is um, because I've struggled with this a lot. And I know everybody has is, you know, tournament day or even a bad day of fishing when you haven't caught anything, you tend to go down that rabbit hole mentally and you're just like, oh man, I suck. You know, I'm getting my butt kicked by everybody. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what am I doing? You know, you just kind of go on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, I've you been know? There. <laughs> Right. Yeah. We have all been there. We, we know exactly what this is, you know? And so one thing, uh, one of my bigger goals uh, for next year, when it comes to getting into that bad zone, a uh, danger zone <laughs> in a sense is um, I'm going to keep like a file of uh, fishing photos and videos that I have made of me having, you know, a really great day, catching a really good fish, or it could be a salmon or something like that. And I'm just going to say to myself, okay, I'm thinking really bad right now. I'm going to watch this video and see how ridiculous happy I am right now and giggling and everything and just get myself psyched back up. Be like, I can do this. Look at this. I did this right there, (laughs) you know, and just trying to divert that automatic mindset of wanting to go to being, you know, negative all the time or, you know, whatever it might be. Cause you know, at the end of the day, it's like, it, it sucks going down that mental road of, Oh, I just, I can't figure anything out. I'm never going to figure anything out. Everyone Everyone else is catching them. Yeah. 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 Why couldn't I figure it out? You know, everybody else caught fish. I didn't even catch anything. Everybody else got their limit. You know, it's, it's just a, you know, a zillion different things running through your mind where, you know, you could also say, well, instead of saying that, be like, yeah, you know what? I sucked, but you know what? I went out there and fished all damn day like everybody else did. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, the other, yeah, go ahead. For me, one of the big things, because I went down this quite a bit, especially um, over the past season, which was pretty tough for me. Like, I just didn't catch them quite as well. Like, I started incorporating almost periods throughout my day. So, like, I play, I grew up playing hockey. So, for me, every period was like a reset going into the next period or every quarter in football was like a reset going into the next quarter. So I essentially break my, my break my day into like three hour periods. Okay. Where I have a general layout of like how I'm going to approach the first period, the first part of the day. And from there, it's basically, you're just playing a sport at the end of that three hours, my phone goes off. I sit down, I take like 10 minutes to just drink water, look at my map and just chill for like 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever it is. If I'm on a roll, I'm not going to stop. But if I'm stinking, like that's going to be my break where I'm like, okay, like what's going on? Like take five minutes, look at your lake map. Like what are the conditions? What are you doing? Like, okay, breathe for half a second, kind of regroup and then get back at it. Because otherwise I just get down this mental like spin out mode where I'm not catching them. I'm going to run over here. I'm going to check this, do this, do everything. Like what is going on? And and so for me, it's just been about like breaking it into those smaller periods, whether it's every two hours, if you're in an eight hour tournament, if it's a couple times throughout the day, just having those like physical breaks where your phone goes off or something happens where you can just sit down, breathe for a second and like reset yourself. Because 
I was spinning out bad. And then I would just be like, I'm just going to put it on the trailer and go home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not having fun anymore. Right. Yeah. And it, it is such a slippery slope too. I, and I, you know, when you start going down that road, man, it, it everything just compounds because you, you start fishing faster. You start not paying attention. You know, I don't know how many times when, when I would find myself, when I was totally spun out, I'm chucking and winding, chucking and winding. And I pull it back and realize that my trailer has been doubled over for the past 20 <laughs> casts. And I'm wondering why I'm not catching anything. I'm like, how did I not notice that? And it's just because, you know, you, you, it is, it's, it's just like quicksand, man. You, the, the more you struggle, you the deeper stack. you're going to go. Yeah. Yes. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Yes. Yeah, I um, I had a very uh, interesting experience, like kind of almost exactly like that. Um, my very first national tournament in 2017, um, you know, I was brand new to the sport still. I'd only been doing it for maybe like, two years but even then like that i yeah i was like i have no idea what's going on i was on kentucky lake never been there had no idea what i was doing was using a fish finder for the first time i'm just looking at him like i don't know what this is <laughs> and so like i literally like threw everything under the sun you know and eventually my uh my deck was just cluttered and full of just lures and stuff and everything you know i wasn't catching anything there wasn't really much going on i was like okay here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna stop i'm gonna go uh you know relieve mother nature in the woods because there wasn't really <laughs> anything else around <laughs> and then i'm like okay as soon as i got back on my kayak i'm like okay we're gonna put everything away and then we're just gonna stop and we're going to look at the fish finder and just see what's going on and try to figure out something from there. And so I said, okay, well, I know what fish look like on a fish finder back at that time, because, you know, it's all brand new, still trying to figure out how to read everything. I'm like, okay, they're kind of close to the bottom. So let's put on a bottom bait, you know, and I put on a shaky head with a blue ribbon tail worm and I just chucked it out there. I mean, this is when I was still using spinning reels for everything. Cause like I barely started using a bait caster, you know? <laughs> and so like, I felt really like out of place then. But then as soon as I like started like a different retrieve, it was lights out. And like, I did not stop yeah. catching fish for gosh, maybe three hours or something like that. And it's just fish after fish after fish. 
you know, and day one national championship, I was sitting in, I think it was 12th place. And that's crazy. I was flabbergasted. I was like, how the hell did I just figure this out? <laughs> you know, and the greatest thing about this sport too, is that even if you're having like the greatest day of your life, or even sometimes the worst day of your life, like the camaraderie with everybody, like to help, you know, try to bring you up because sometimes it's really hard to get some people up after they've, you know, been down really low. But the fact that there are people there to just be there for you, talk you through it, you know, ask about what was going on, you know, or whatnot, that, that alone right there is, you know, just so encouraging and reassuring, you know, because, there could be other sports and things out there where it's like, it's a lone wolf type thing. You know, you don't get that, that support network. You know, I know, I don't know much about the bass boat world, but I know that it can be pretty seclusive. And like, I know they can't talk to each other certain. Yeah. yeah, it can, it can be real tough in the basketball right. world. That's why I got out of tournaments. I was like, I just want to be a, like around people that want to just enjoy being on the right. water and, and like helping people and talking fishing. And, and when you get in the tournament scene and I used to be competitive, I look at my college life of like, I was playing sports in college. I was too competitive probably. <laughs> and then I got into fishing and it was just like a total switch flipped. And I was like, man, I don't care to compete against you guys. Like I want to go out and catch, fish my way and do my thing and like talk fishing. But if you get into that tournament scene, it can be so different. Whereas the kayak world, my buddy, Alex Rudd, um, he does it for the camaraderie. Like it's, it's really all about like the camaraderie and enjoying the, the people that are fishing with you. And yeah, I mean, there's some com competitiveness obviously, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, there, there are those two who, don't necessarily understand that aspect. So like somebody who is super competitive may look at somebody who's there just for the camaraderie to be like, why are you here? Like you, you're not even like placing or anything, you know? And whereas the other person, it's like, but this means the world to me to yeah. be able to be here, be here right now and be able to compete in this event with these elite anglers like i mean that's that's more than enough for them so sometimes i think everybody just kind of loses perspective in a sense you know or they just they get so wrapped up and whatever it may be i've i've been there myself plenty of times you know one of the best things about social media too and and <clears throat> kind of even moving away from the competitive side of it all is how like tight of a group there really is in the fishing world like there's yeah. a lot of other communities that aren't near as friendly as the fishing community but i know like this community that i have is just so close whether it's people that i talk to on a very regular basis or people i don't really talk to like it's just such a close community um just in general which is really really cool i mean obviously you have outliers but that's in literally everything in life but for the most part, the fishing community is incredible. So like a lot of these anxieties you have, whether it's about posting or whether it's about fishing or whether you have questions about going out and catching fish or whatever, literally anything that you might want to know, like there's such 
a close group of people, which makes it really, really cool. I think that's a great point. And, and one of the things that I did not understand when I first started, when I first started, I was, you know, a man on an island. I felt yeah. like I, I, I felt so awkward just going up to somebody and asking them, well, hey, how do you how do you use that bait? Or, you know, because I thought, oh, well, he's going to think I want to steal his fishing spots. And, you know, I, I so I just steered clear of other people and struggled because of it. You know, because there are some things, you know, you can pick up some things from watching YouTube and everything, but there's other things, there's lessons that I learned um, from other people that I would never have picked up had I not had those conversations. And, and once I realized that the, the community isn't what it kind of, what I thought it to be um, just from the, maybe a few bad interactions that I had had, you know, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, once I got over that and realized, you know, that, there are so many people out there who really truly do just want to help you and don't mind uh, taking you under their wing. It, that was one of the, the coolest things I thought about, you know, this community. So that's incredible, man. Like kind of bringing it back to that video I posted and, and there's so many people that I haven't had many interactions with ever. Um, I post that video just kind of, and it was really from the heart. It was like things that I was experiencing in the moment. And I just literally hit, record stood there 10 minutes straight just kind of vented and i told alex i called alex right after i'm like man this video is either going to be great it's going to be coherent or people are absolutely not going to understand what i'm saying because <laughs> i'm just ranting to the camera just like pouring it out but i was going through it the amount of comments that i got that were just like man i can relate like thank you for putting this out i think there's uh i think it's very important to mention how tight this community is because it helps people feel like, okay, it's okay that I feel a certain way. There's other people that I'm sure feel that same way. Um, and you're not a man on an island, whether it's about techniques, whether it's about the way you feel, whether it's about the struggles you're facing, whether it's about whether or not you want to post something on social media. Like there's so many people that will lift you up um, that it just outweighs everything else. So really, really, really cool community. And uh, that video just kind of like, re-solidified it because for a while i mean when you start to do it on your own and you post videos and you do your thing and you try to compete and i say compete in a light term but like you're competing for views and right you can start yeah. to get really burnt out and then yeah. you get that little spark and it's like oh i'll wait so it's really cool it's a great community very cool. i'm really lucky yeah. so it's and that's cool to hear that and i, I you know we've talked to so many different uh content creation people and it's funny that they they kind of say that they they'll they'll say you know oh i spent so much time on this video i polished it like crazy and you know did like, all this stuff it and it got yeah it got <laughs> yeah. like two views yeah. and yeah. then i just took five minutes and threw something together and, and yeah it, it Blew went up. Yeah. yeah right yeah it's yeah. exactly right yeah, like me, like I, I have TikTok, you know, and I just kind of post whatever on there. Yeah. And, you know, of course, like I made a couple of things thinking that, oh, yeah, this will be funny. People will find this amusing. And, you know, there's, you know, not many comments or whatever to it. Granted, I don't really have like a ton of followers or anything, you know, but, <laughs> you know, I was like, well, you know, I do get pretty animated when I catch like something crazy. So like I caught my, I caught a big muskie, you know, in my home lake. And uh, yeah, it was the first time catching a muskie in my home lake. That's and I mean, crazy. I tell you what, like I, I, I really, 
<laughs> I carry on. I get animated. I start cursing and everything. <laughs> I got to yeah. watch this video now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, hey, go for it. Go. Just don't read the comments. <laughs> just don't read the comments. That's that's the trick you got to learn is don't read into the comments. Yeah. But uh, I posted this uh, kind of clip of me catching and battling this muskie. At Banner Marsh, I was like, eh, you know, it's probably not going to get any hits. It had, like, I don't know, like 400,000 views, <laughs> um, you know, within a couple of days. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah, of all the things. <laughs> of, of all, all the, the things. things. Yeah. Right? So, you know, I haven't really posted a whole lot since then because I'm just kind of like, I'm whatever about it, you know. I'm not trying to gain, like, a big audience or anything like that. I just did it for fun and it just kind of blew up. So, you know, <laughs> I love it. So, you know, it, but that also goes to show though, that, you know, being your true self and capturing your true <laughs> yeah. self, I think is what people really value, you know, and they look forward to seeing, you know, this, this truth about everybody in a sense, because it helps them all. It helps each person realize that, oh, well, this person curses like a sailor and I kind of do too, but I never do it in public because I'm too ashamed to. But look at this broad, you know, she's cursing <laughs> like a sailor and posted it on TikTok. Well, shoot, maybe I should start just, you know, letting it all out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or it's just like the authenticity relatability factor. Like if you, yeah. if, and I dealt with this for a long time. I just wanted to be a tip guy who would go out and catch fish and you'd watch a fish catch. And I'd tell you the tip behind how to catch it. And I was now the man that taught you how to change the light bulb in your car. Like you're not going to subscribe and follow and relate to that person. But when you can be relatable and be your authentic self, whatever that authentic self is, it doesn't matter if you are crazy or you are the most monotone human being in the world <laughs> if you are your authentic self like you will find success because mm -hmm. it, it just radiates man it just radiates yes. and people can relate and enjoy that so yeah well very cool um i i you know i i you know when ben and i first were talking at, at the beginning of this i was like oh we'll talk about the video some and you know what we can throw in some fish tips there uh, and i'm like I, at this point i almost don't want to sully this because i think we you know it's been such an awesome conversation you know um but uh you know we we talked about you know the sacrifices and everything you know, Susie and I have talked to, you know, some amazing fishermen. Like I think of Christine and, you know, so many people look at her and, and say, oh my gosh, look at her. She travels around and, you know, goes to all these tournaments yeah. and fishes. And then when we talk to her and we hear about the, the like you were saying, the gas station at 4 a.m. And, yes. you know, the totally unglamorous side of trying to live that life and and it, you know yes the you know the youtube uh your know, social media side looks gl super glamorous but there are some definitely some non-glamorous parts to that life and um when oh, i first man. when we when imagine. i yeah when we first uh started when i first started listening to paddle and finn and hearing about these people that was always in the back of my mind oh man that would be so cool i wish i could do that i you know and and now hearing them tell those stories i'm like i'm kind of glad i don't do that you know? mm -hmm. and like like you said ben you 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 know 
left that, you know, you went to that world and then came back. I mean, that that's got to be an interesting, you know, because there's so many things that go along with that. You know, like you said, sacrifices to make that jump and then obviously sacrifices to jump back, you know. It was so cool, man. I, I was like, I remember the day that I, so funny story. So I left my career with a very big corporation and there was always these people that, so, okay, we'll get into it. So people would send these, you occasionally, about once or twice a month, get an email that goes to the entire corporation somehow. I don't know how it happens. And then people will respond to that and say like, don't, don't reply. Yeah. You'll get like a 50 email chain of just people saying like, please remove me. Don't reply all. So I took this chain that we had gotten and it was like two days before I was about to leave. And I'm like, Hey, I'm leaving such and such, such company to do social media for a living. And it blew up. Like my phone, I hit send and like my phone just started <laughs> ringing off the hook. I got a pretty lengthy email from some pretty high up people that were like, you should not be doing, don't be using the computer systems for this type of stuff. I ended up going back to that corporation after I ended up leaving the, the social media world. But man, I felt like, a weight lifted off of me when I was doing the social media stuff, but, and it was so cool. Like people always want to know like what it's like and how great it is. And it was miserable. Like I've never been as low as I was. I remember I, I dropped the boat in the lake. Um, I was at Chihaui in Tennessee and it was January. I dropped the boat in the lake, pulled the truck up and I parked in the parking spot and I went to grab my drone to fly the drone. And one of the batteries was cracked. And I don't know why that was the catalyst, but I just started bawling. I was like sitting in my truck, just bawling. My boat's tied up at the boat ramp. And I'm just like, what should have been the happiest times of my life were miserable. I was, I put the boat on the trailer and drove it 12 hours back home. But like, it was tough. Like you're sleeping in your truck. You're, you're going to these places. You're tight on cash. Cause you're making a sacrifice to try and do this. And, I was like, man, I don't want to do this. Like I have a baby on the way. Like I don't want to do this anymore. So you make these sacrifices. It seems glamorous. I know I post some really cool pictures of it because that's what you had to do when you're doing social media. Dude, it was tough. It was so hard. And I go back to corporate and now it's like a different sort of tough. I mean, it doesn't ever get easy. It's life. But like, man, you just have to weigh and balance the sacrifice I can't imagine what some of these guys go through. So like Jacob Bouts is blowing up on YouTube right now. He's a professional fisherman talking about like basically how tough it is as a professional angler and some of their obligations and responsibilities. Like I think the reason that resonates is because so many people want to do that, but like you don't see how hard it is. Right. So, I mean, it's just really interesting is like seeing the reverse and like Christine Fisher, probably one of the most well-known like female, real female anglers right now is doing it and making it. But I can't imagine what goes in on the back end of that, right. whether it's time on the water or time on the road or time away from family or money or whatever that sacrifice might be. Like we all make sacrifices, but like, I don't even know if I want to do, I, I know for right. sure I don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, and, and for every Kevin Van Dam and Christine Fisher, and there are, a hundred more people that are super trying to do that same thing and just struggling to make that happen. And, and, yeah. you know, it's just, it's such a, 
there's such a small piece of the pie right now with with the industry. I mean, compared to some other you know sports and other things that, especially the kayak industry. I mean, we're just you know barely scratching the surface of that, and yeah. and you know there's maybe what you know twenty if that people that right now are making their living by being a kayak angler. If that, I, I don't even know. If that, yeah. And uh, you know. Yeah. Like Christine said, you know, the the angling side of it isn't what pays her bills and and allows her to do that. It's totally all the other stuff that she does, and and um, that's the part that people don't see. That like she said, she's. I remember her saying like, "Oh well, you know, today I had three different meetings with three different of my sponsors, and and you know, just the time that it takes to 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 live at that level is just." Uh, I'm exhausted even hearing about it. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Running the business, right? Like literally yeah. running, running the building business. your brand and keeping it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, and, and making and, it in alignment too of with what your sponsors want to see, because at the end of the day, like as much as we want to say, we're making all this money doing the social media stuff. Like if you have a brand that isn't social media or, or brand friendly, like your bills get paid by the corporations that align with where you're at in your life. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com so like, I guess that goes back, Susie, again, everything is about being authentic. If you can live this authentic social media presence, and that's the same presence that your brands are, are getting when you're on the phone and in the meetings with them, it's very easy to build these natural connections and brands. And then if you live up to the responsibility, you can build long-term, long-standing relationships. But if you don't, man, I don't think you're going to last very long in this industry. Yeah. It's too small. It's too small. And I don't yeah. want to discourage anybody, but like the same guy from Berkeley today is going to be at Strike King tomorrow is going to be at Rapala in five years. Like it's so yeah. small. Everyone knows everyone. And uh, it's, it's cool. I'm not trying to discourage anyone, but you can't do it a, being fake. Yep. And it's a lot of work. It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's, uh, if, if you have a full-time job, this is like almost a full-time job on the side <laughs> yeah. as a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So oh, kind of what man. do you guys have going on in the next little bit? Are you guys done fishing? Are you just fish through the winter? Or what does that look like for you guys? Cause up here we're kind of, I mean, I might get out one more time, but. I'll fish until the water freezes. Um, I have a dry suit, so I, I go out on my kayak all year round if I can. Um, you know, my goals last year were to catch a fish every month at least. And um, I did well up until January. I caught a fish January 2nd. 
because it was like an abnormally warm day. And then yeah. I didn't catch another fish until the end of February, I think. So, and that was not for lack of trying. That was <laughs> uh, just a struggle. I rode the struggle bus hard for the first two months there. Um, so that is again, my goal uh, for uh, at least for the next couple of months is to try and at least catch at least uh, one fish every month. Uh, Cause I got to figure out this winter thing. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, for me, um, I'm kind of uh, stuck on land, <laughs> per se. Um, so in Illinois, which is where I'm from, um, we have waterfowl season that pretty much closes all of our uh, lakes in the area. So they closed mid-October and they won't reopen until late December. Um, and usually by late December, I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, me and Cole. Yeah, I'm staying inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a dry suit either. So like it wouldn't be very safe or smart of me to go out, um, you know, and that even if we had an abnormally warm day, like I just I wouldn't feel comfortable, you know, going out because I know how cold that water gets and I know how quick it can take to, you know, have something bad happen in a sense. But um you know, the earliest I've ever been on the water, I think, is like late February. There was about maybe five, six years ago. I was on the water like end of February because the ice had already melted. It had been super warm, weird, uh, weirdly warm. And uh, yeah, but I think this year I was on the water, I think, March sometime. That's typically when... Uh, when yeah. we start warming up so but it's it's the hardest time of year for me like from the time that everything closes till like february march it is just the absolute hardest time for me <laughs> yeah it's tough that's why like for me social media it's it i enjoy making social media because it keeps my mind on fishing but at the mm -hmm. same point it's like man how do i talk about this crankbait again for the fourth time <laughs> Like, right, yeah. gracious! I'm running yeah. out. Like, I need, I need some open water somewhere other than the bathtub. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's another reason why I started doing this too, because uh, I was like, oh, you know, it'll give me something to talk about during the off season, you know, or and yeah. it, it it did, but it also, you know, does get tough to think about different things to talk about during the off yeah. season. So, yeah. And just January and February just seem like they just drag <laughs> forever, yeah. you know, because you're like, all right, like I've cleaned all my reels. I've relined everything. You know, I've went through my bait boxes. Everything's ready to go. And you're like, it's only January 24. <laughs> my garage know? falls apart in like November. I just take everything and just <laughs> tear it apart. And then like yep. all winter long, I just slowly put it back together again. So. <laughs> yep. I even toyed with the idea of signing up there. We have a couple of KBF winter events here in my area. And I was like, maybe I should just do that. And it'll force me to, you know, at least try to get out on the water more. And yeah. So I'm still kind of toying with that idea, even if it, it's just enough motivation to, to get me on the water a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Just more. to fish, right? Like, so in 24, I'm trying to, consider toss around the idea of getting into some tournaments just solely for the fact of like that will force me like especially with kids it's really easy to make the justification like i don't want to go today like i don't want to miss xyz if you have mm -hmm. these tournaments or obligations where you have to be there it's like you have to get on the water because i'll be honest like anyone that fishes or anyone that fishes regularly 
there's part of your brain that doesn't work correctly if you don't fish too, <laughs> too long. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It just doesn't. So yep. give yourself that excuse, right? Make yourself get on the water to fish these tournaments because then you don't have the excuse to not fish. And that, I mean, uh, we, we've talked before too, just about the, the therapy that fishing is and it totally helped me get through the rough times that I've had lately. I mean, yeah, uh, it, I will go out there in the morning, super stressed or just worn down from everything that I've been through that week. And, uh, you know, I come back a different person and, you know, it, 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 it totally is for that aspect alone, uh, worth it to me, uh, to just kind of find that time even if it's not super easy, but, you know, to kind of force myself to go out and do it just because after I do it, then I realize how much I really needed it. Like you said, it, <laughs> you, you, you get do to breathe for half a second, right? Like take your mind off of whatever it is and just like breathe for half a second. And then you come back a different human being. So, mm-hmm. oh, and then the same, like when we talked about, you know, when you're, when you're all spun out, uh, even fishing and then you take that breath and then you realize, Oh, some of the silly mistakes that you've been making or, you know, you know, that you realize how far out of your normal mindset you were. The same thing is true for just regular life. When you do take that second to go fish and, and breathe, then you come back to your life and you, and some of the things that you've been pounding your head against the wall, you know, start to make a little sense. Oh, okay, well I can do this and, and maybe get by this. And, and, you know, it, 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 it's, it kind of that same mindset uh, fix works in regular life too. So. Yeah, it's that break. It's that it's it's the next period. Yeah. It gives you that cool down just to get ready. That that period thing is awesome. I'm gonna have to remember that. For I sure. love it. For me, it was all yes. about like coming up into sports. Those period, like the break, that was my chance to regroup and get with the team and just chill and like talk strategy. And so I, I really had to implement that because I would get I was my own worst enemy out there. I would. <laughs> run around and try everything too much fish too fast try different things so that was like yeah that was the best yeah i think um who was talking about i think tyler cole was talking about how he did something like that or somebody else said that they had timers set on their phone for like depending upon how long the tournament was and they divided it up into like quarters in a sense so like the first quarter you know, you can fish this area or do whatever, you know. And then when your alarm goes off, then, okay, you know it's time to move, change, or do whatever you need to do. Unless, you know, you're on something hot, then obviously, you know. Yeah. But, like, it it, it helps just break, you know, it, it, it's that distraction that sometimes your mind just needs when you're kind of unconsciously kind of already starting to go down that path too. You know, you have your phone go off, you're like, dude, and then you're like, oh yeah, it's time to move. Okay, let's regroup, let's take a breath, you know, type of thing. So yeah, yeah, sometimes having that distraction in a sense to help get your mind to be like, hey, knock it off. Exactly. Well, and how about you, Ben? I know you you said about potentially doing some more uh, tournaments. Anything else you're looking forward to? I might go down to Tennessee and fish with my buddy Caleb uh, this winter. We'll see. He runs a guide service down on Chickamauga. He does live bait guide service. So go down there and just like do his thing. He'll he'll cast net and catch us some big gizzard chad and we'll go and catch some fish. So. There you go. That sounds nice. cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, fun. Tennessee's nice, right? Because you can probably fish most of the – Exactly. Season. Yeah. I, I so am jealous of people who – 
can't live down there. I keep telling my wife we need to move someplace. <laughs> Right. We went down to um, Dale Hollow last February, I think it was, and it was miserable. Like the fishing was not good. It was the worst time to be there, but it was just so good to be on open water and just, even though it sucked, it didn't suck for everyone. It just sucked because we didn't know what we were doing. But like regardless, it was just so good to be there and just fishing again. So having it's funny you you mentioned that because Dale Hollow, we have uh, our a yearly. Uh, tournament there uh and our meetup like uh it's a time for all of us paddle and fin hosts to get together and see each other because you know Susie and i never see each other except for that you know yeah. at Bale hollow and you know yeah. we always joke that you know oh it's gonna be amazing we're, we're, we we changed the time this year it's gonna be amazing <laughs> we're going at the right time this year and then we go down there like, what the heck every yeah. year it's cold we went <laughs> I had gone uh, about five years ago in April, and I'm like, this is the right time. They're going to be crushing. And it was cold. And I'm like, "What? how is it cold right now? Like, this should be going. So I'm like, I'm going to go when it's the worst. It's miserably cold in February, and they're not going to be biting very good. And we got down there, and it was too warm. And I'm like, how do I don't understand this anymore. The gods are cruel and vicious. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah, we um we have our uh, next Palinfin open um, on Dale Hollow uh, the end of April next year, which is um, the 27th and 28th. So I mean, yeah, if you want to come down, meet all of us, hang out. I mean, it's it's an awesome time. Like that'd be awesome. Yeah, th- there is some competitive to it, competitiveness to it, but like at the same time, like it's just it's awesome getting together we're chill like our rules like aren't even complicated like they don't they're so much more relaxed compared to like hobie and kvf and whatnot like we even allow trolling like that's how (laughs) relaxed we are about it because we're like you know what it's an awesome time for people to come together come fishing not have like these super huge crazy rules it's like the basic kayak fishing rules and then with like a little bit of things on there you know it's just it's a good time you know great people great stories (laughs) we we've definitely got some interesting (laughs) stories so you get all of us uh paddle and fin crew together and maybe mix in a little uh beverages and stuff (laughs) yeah some tennessee moonshine or something Uh yeah yeah John, John Rapp, Rapp and his cooler. Uh, yeah, he makes, he, uh, yeah, he makes some moonshine that he brings, and it's uh, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Oh shoot! All right, well, we are at about an hour here, so um, uh, Ben, I wanted to give you a chance. We'll definitely link. Uh, I'll link the video uh, in the show notes, and uh, obviously all of your social media. Um, uh, so you. that folks that uh, maybe have missed it can go check it out. But um, wanted to give you a chance to shout out uh, that as well uh, for people just listening. Um, uh, yeah. Where they can find you. So I have a YouTube channel. It's just Benjamin Nowak. Um, it's really just fishing focused. I try to share tips and tricks and go out and take you guys on fishing trips with me. So it's really just about building a community around fishing, whether it's helping you catch fish or taking you out fishing with me it's it's basically what the fishing channel is about and then just uh benjamin noak fishing on or br noak underscore fishing on instagram so again it's just lifestyle fishing content um 
it's really just super laid back fishing stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. Perfect. Awesome. Thank um, you guys for having me. This has been yeah, no problem. incredible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice for us to get away from, you know, uh, the tips and t- uh, tricks a little bit, just because there, <laughs> there's so much else to this uh, sport that we love that we often don't get to do. So that was yes. fun. All yes. right. Um, uh, ben, uh, if you wouldn't mind hanging out just a little bit after we're done recording, I have a few more, for sure. a, a few uh, housekeeping things real quick, but uh Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs. Um, it was great having Ben back on, and um, you know, we'll catch you next time. But until then, uh, this has been the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks, and the tips to help you rip more lips. You guys have a good night. See to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv join captain justin leak and meredith mccord for the best fishing action along panama city beach tune in to chasing the sun every sunday at 9 30 a.m eastern on waypoint tv